Amazon is officially changing the way we shop, the inside scoop on Instagram face, Imgur's new business model, and how to stand out at work. Welcome to Working Girl Talk. Welcome to Working Girl Talk. I'm your host, Abby Zufelt. Working Girl Talk is the podcast for women who work. Each episode covers the latest news in social media, business, marketing, and covers a working girl topic. As a marketing strategist and fellow working girl myself, I aim to educate and inspire you to be the best version of you inside and outside of the workplace. Welcome back to Working Girl Talk. Today is a very special episode of Working Girl Talk because I heard a stat that said the majority of podcasts don't make it past 10 episodes. When I went to look this stat up, I couldn't really find who said it. And it also said that podcasts a lot of the time didn't make it past seven episodes. So I guess we already hit a milestone. But um, I liked the idea of hitting that 10 mark. And now we're on episode 11. And it's all thanks to you. So we're really doing this. I just wanted to say a quick thank you to everyone who has ever listened to an episode or downloaded the podcast or left a review. It means so much. And I'm really doing this for you. I caught up with an old friend this week and she mentioned the podcast and it's just really cool to hear about it in person because I feel like just putting this out there in the digital world, sometimes I kind of get shielded from actual responses, which is why I'm grateful for social media. But it's so nice to hear that people are listening in person and that's always so awesome to hear. And Uh, The reason why I started this, as I think I mentioned before, I just saw a need that no one was really talking about workplace topics, about a working woman in the workforce and tips like that and more career focused topics um, other than just social media or other than just marketing. I wanted to encompass a whole bunch of different topics that the working woman faces and to inspire you and give insight and make your life easier at work. And I'm just so grateful I get to do that. Thank you so much for joining me on this awesome Working Girl Talk ride. And with that, let's jump into this week's stories. First story, Amazon Prime Day is speeding up the back to school shopping, which is super funny because this week, actually, I heard a few coworkers of mine talking about how Target already has back to school stuff out. And I think we can blame a little bit of this on Amazon. So Amazon Prime Day is coming on July 15th. So Business of Fashion released an article this week discussing how retailers are using Amazon's Prime Day as the starting gun for their back to school promotions. And just to show how Amazon's event has altered this landscape of buying Retail Me Not, a digital coupon provider site. I'm sure you've uh, gotten a code from them before. They released a study this week, actually, that 63% of parents said they will start buying items for the school year in July or even earlier, up from 60% from last year. And the longer shopping season may increase to some higher spending. And this year, according to that survey, they said they plan out plan to spend about $507 on average for clothing, electronics, other school-related items, which is up from 2018, which was at $465. So a lot of shopping going on and and Amazon is kind of like that benchmark for that. They've really sparked this whole shopping earlier trend, which if you can get a good deal, why wouldn't you shop it right then? The study from Retail Me Not also said that 84% of retailers say Prime Week has become the most important time for online sales during the nearly three month back to school 
season, which is just crazy to me that Amazon has that much influence even on other online retailers outside of them and within the platform. People are getting ready to sell on Amazon. They know that's a big day for them. So this digital era is changing the way consumers behave for sure. And since you don't have to leave your house to go do any school shopping, it makes me think, I wonder if the more traditional like Walmarts, Kmarts, the ones where you do have to go in person to, if they'll see any effects from this as this big drive for online shopping happens. So only time will tell. And our next story. So Fashionista published a really interesting article this week. So they published an article called A Complete Guide to All the Non-Surgical Cosmetic Procedures People Are Getting for, in quotes, Instagram face. Instagram face in the article and in doing some other research is described as wide-eyed, smooth-skinned, pouty lip look, and Eve Pazer of the New York Times described it as a sexy baby meets Jessica Rabbit. What a combo. Uh, Fashionista also had a funny take on it. They described Instagram face as the, as it's the aesthetic that prompts you to ponder lip injections, but like super subtle lip injections. So, which I think as I'm saying this, you're probably getting an idea in your head of what this looks like. In the article, they talked to Dr. Anna Gonch. I think that's how you say your name, who's a dermatologist and celebrity doctor that more and more people are coming into her office and showing Instagram photos as inspiration for what they want to look like. And on top of that, celebrities are using Facetune. You know, you've seen those accounts that are exposing celebrities using Facetune or Photoshop. So the doctor talks about how she helps them look a little more gorgeous. That's her words. I'm just going to read her quote and then talk about it. So the doctor said they look pretty when they post their own photos and they can do all kinds of things to them, which she's talking about like the face tune, the Photoshop, you know, but when you go to an event, other people are going to photograph you. So you have to be ready with skin that looks good in real life too. So basically she's talking about how even these celebrities are trying to emulate what the face tune version of them looks like. And the medical aesthetic market is growing. It's definitely not declining. So it's projected to be worth approximately $26.53 billion by the end of 2024. In 2016, it was worth around $10 billion. So it's definitely seeing that increase, seeing that jump. And it makes me wonder if Instagram has something to do with that. Let's ponder that for a moment. And just saying, I'm all for it. If you have the money and the desire, like you can do whatever you want and go get plastic surgery or whatever enhancement you want to do because influencers and bloggers are so open. This stuff is more talked about, I think, than ever before. And that's not a stat. I'm just going off of what I've seen. That It's really common to see a blogger like, oh, I'm going to take you to my plastic surgeon or my facialist with me today because we're getting those behind the scene moments on stories. And we're seeing it so much. I wonder if that's affecting why people want this as well. I mean, if people are walking into this doctor's office with Instagram photos, I would have to think that would be why. So I think they're just become, I think stuff like this is just becoming more normalized and more out there because it's so normal and it's there and it seems like everyone's doing it because in social media, you're following that circle. So it seems like everyone is. So it's just interesting. I thought it was just food for thought. And also a good reminder that even these celebrities who face tune themselves, like they don't even look like that. They're trying to, they're going to the doctor to look like that. So it's kind of a funny cycle that an Instagram photo that you're showing the doctor what you want to look like may 
may not even be the real person's look. So something to think about for sure. But now you know a new term, Instagram face, that's officially a thing. <laughs> and moving on to our next story. So third and final story, we're going to talk about Imgur. And I'm sure you're like, whoa, what? Imgur? I haven't heard of them in a long time. Which if you are not a meme maker, that makes sense because in Imgur is a popular meme website and app that was started about 10 years ago, but it has around 300 million users. Oh my goodness, that is crazy. This week they announced that they had raised a $20 million venture equity round from Coil, a micropayment tool for creators that Imgur has agreed to build into its future service. So I'll dive into a little more into what that exactly means. So Imgur will eventually launch a premium membership for exclusive features and content reserved for these Coil subscribers. So with these premium memberships, the whole goal of this is they're trying to pay their content creators, which let's just think about that for a moment is actually a really interesting thought because how many times you see a meme get shared on Twitter or Instagram, all these places, and you don't even know who created it because memes are just very like share, share, share. So a lot of the time the creator is not getting any credit for it. So this is Imgur's answer to pay these creators of these memes. So let's dive into a little bit more of what that will look like. So Imgur will eventually launch a premium membership and with this premium membership, you'll get exclusive features and content reserved just for these Coil subscribers. So what this will look like, users will install a browser extension and then they have something called an interledger protocol, fancy, and that will be used to route these assets around, I think basically just to track them. And then Coil pays the creator dollars or tokens don't really know how that works per second that a subscriber spends consuming their content at a rate of 36 cents per hour. So an Imgur and Coil will also earn a cut of that too. But this also diversifies their revenue stream beyond just ads. So it's more of like a pay, basically you're paying for premium content. You're paying to see even more memes. And the more time you spend on a meme, that person who created it will get paid along with Imgur and Coil. I'm still having a little hard time wrapping exactly what this will look like. But in short, if somebody is viewing a meme you made, you would get paid so many cents per second that they view along with Imgur and Coil. But that's that seems like a small amount. But if you think about how much time we spend consuming media each day, it probably will be a good side hustle. And some money is probably better than no money. So it's really exciting because I like the Imgur is making a move to let their creators make money without advertisements because that's how every, pretty much every social media platform makes money right now is advertisements. Last thing on this, the CEO of Coil said this about this tried a new business model. He said, there's no built-in business model as a part of the web. Publishers and platforms either make money with ads or subscriptions. The problem is that only works when you have a huge scale. Coil will hopefully offer a third potential business model for the internet and offer a way for creators to get paid. Overall, I think it's a smart tactic and we'll see how it goes. I hope it works out for them. And now diving into our working girl topic, I was reading a lot of books this week and this was something that stuck out to me that the topic of how to stand out at work. Sometimes you're working a job and maybe you feel like you're not being recognized or you'll never move up or they'll never notice you. And I have a few tips and tricks to get that recognition, to get 
noticed at work and to make yourself stand out in your company. So we'll start with tip number one, responding to every email, just a forward, just an update, respond. Here's why. Responding when you don't have to keeps you top of mind and shows that you're paying attention to what's going on. How many times do you get an email about FYI, the meeting changed and you just kind of like, okay, cool, like registered moving on. But you responding shows that you're paying attention. You're grateful that they shared this new information with you. It's not just a given. People don't have to tell you stuff in the workplace. So it's really awesome to be grateful and show some gratitude and acknowledge any time a communication is sent your way. And if you don't respond, how will they know you saw it? I'm sure if you've ever not responded to something, somebody walks over to your desk and is like, hey, I don't know if you saw my email. And it's like, oh, awkward. I actually did. Cool. It registered. So I think responding to every email, it's a small act, but it can make you stand out because not everyone does. Tip number two, don't be afraid to share industry news and updates. So if you hear something or read something, it's definitely awesome to share it and it will make you stand out. So if you send an email to your department, a few select coworkers or your team, or if it's a smaller company, you could even just send it to your team email so everyone gets it. It shows that you're actively learning and trying to stay on the pulse of what's going on in your industry and It also helps your team stay current too. So it's a win-win. So if you work in marketing like me, if you see something in Forbes about a new marketing trend or something happening, you could definitely just share that with them. Be like, hey guys, I saw this, thought it was really interesting. And maybe it could apply to this, this, and this of our social media department. Just something like that. It's a short and sweet, really tiny act, but it shows so much. And like I said, it just shows that you're trying to stay on the pulse of what's happening, which managers always like that, always somebody who's willing to take the initiative to learn and see what's new in the industry on your own. And it shows that you're trying to stay current, which is also awesome. And another note on this is that you don't have to share it in an email if that's not your company's culture. You can say in a meeting or however you communicate. The goal really is to just share knowledge that you're learning and to help others be aware of it too. be better at work because you know what's going on in your industry, which will show compared to somebody who's maybe not as invested in the industry at all. And our next tip, showing up early. As I'm sure you know, showing up early is great, but here's a little bit more about why I think showing up early is super essential. So in one of my favorite books, it's called The Best Advice I Ever Got by Katie Couric. She has a lot of different perspectives of good advice from notable people in the world. And one section is from Michael Bloomberg, who is mayor of New York City and the founder of Bloomberg. And I always love what he said about showing up early. So here's his quote. He says, Woody Allen once said that 80% of success is showing up, but I'd like to amend that. I think 80% of success is showing up early. So he talks about when he was in business school, he had a summer job at a real estate office running apartments and he would be he would try to be the first one to get there so he would get there first and then throughout the day people would only come to him and he'd have so many appointments and everyone else would be like why is he getting all these appointments but he said it's just because I was the first one there I was the one answering the phone in that morning so by the time nine o'clock rolled around and everyone else came he already had a ton of appointments that day also when he got his first job out of business school at 
Solomon Brothers, a Wall Street firm, he would show up early every day. And because of that, he got to know the other guy who showed up early every day, the CEO. So he was able to make that connection at such a big firm and it showed a lot of discipline. So he was able to move up in the company and it just really stuck out to them. And it just really stuck out to the CEO and how many other new hires actually knew the CEO and talked to him. I just thought it was a great example of showing up, never hurt anybody. If anything, it shows a great initiative on your part and that you want to be there. And you never know the connections that could be made when you show up early and have that one-on-one time with the people who are there early too. And on the flip side, showing up late is probably the worst impression ever. And I know things happen, but if that's something you do, try to fix that because that puts a really negative image in people's minds. And I know no one's perfect, but just something to think about. I think I really liked his take on showing up early. And next tip for standing out in the workplace, offering to help. So this one is a little bit harder to do, but I think it goes a long way. So the majority of people at work want to get in, do their work and get out. And there's nothing wrong with that. Technically, that's all you need to do. Just do what your job requires of you and that's it. But going the extra mile and offering to help on that extra project or that company event coming up or helping the new hires get onboarded, these small acts of help make a huge difference for two reasons. One, your managers will really appreciate it. As I said, offering to do extra doesn't happen so often, so it's very noticeable when it does. And chances are you'll enjoy it too. It's all It always feels great to help someone, but and, and since it's in the workplace, you'll grow an even deeper respect for your company too, and you don't know where it will lead. Um, so if you have the time capacity and mental capacity, I think volunteering, going that extra mile, volunteering to like, oh, I'll take the new hires on the tour or I'll, oh, we have a company event coming up. Yeah, I'll speak or I'll take tickets at the door. I think stuff like that really makes you stand out because how much better would it be from the manager perspective if instead of them saying, oh, hey, can you show up to our networking? event and do that like how much better would it be on their part if you're like hey I'll make sure the networking event goes great like just that volunteer that really stands out and shows you want to be there I think that's a lot of what these are all about is just showing that you want to be there and you're a part of the team that makes you stand out every time and last one having integrity so the act of standing up for something that's wrong in the workplace makes you stand out which is sad and kind of a weird thought but hear me out on this so in the workplace it's really easy to get your head down down in the weeds and maybe even lose sight of what's ethical and it and what's right. And frankly, sometimes it's just easier to go along with what other people are doing. And you might not even see or realize you're falling into that. Being honest and having integrity really just shows character. And character makes you stand out because not everybody would say, actually, I don't think we should do that for this client or um, whatever the situation may be like, oh, this is how they do business in another country. It's fine, but maybe it's not really the most ethical way. Every situation is different. I'm just putting it out there that in general, if you have integrity and you are honest, it really is a true testament to your character. And that will make you stand out every time because everybody wants someone on their side with good character. And finally, to wrap up our little tips to help you stand out at work, Dr. Phil, he once said that the difference between winners and losers is that winners do stuff losers are too lazy to do. Wow. I love that so much. So in short, that's essentially what we're talking about here. Going the extra mile, showing up early, responding back to people, having integrity. It all takes takes effort that sometimes people just don't want to do. So I think starting small, working hard, and even if it feels like no one is watching and you're not standing out or moving up, 
they are watching and they will notice. I think you'd be surprised at how much management or your boss does hear and does notice. So with that, I'll leave you with Dr. Phil's quote. I just, I love that so much. So to wrap that all up, our tips were responding to every email or every communication and making sure to show your gratitude that that email was sent to you or any sort of communication was to sharing industry news with your team or your company that shows you're on the pulse of what's going on and that you have insight on it and want to help better the company. Next one, showing up early, our great little Bloomberg story, showing up early has so many benefits. Four, offering to help even when you're not asked. Five, integrity. So making sure that you're honest in your dealings with all your clients or your work and anytime in your workplace and making sure you're having that integrity and honesty. It shows true active character. And also, if you have any questions on this topic on standing out at work, feel free to DM me at Working Girl Talk or at Abby Zufelt on Instagram. I really love this topic. And before we go, let's head into my Friday favorite. So this week, my Friday favorite is an item of clothing, not a TV show this week. I recently went to Dillard's. I feel like people forget about Dillard's, but Dillard's has some great stuff. I bought a pair of red flowy pants by the brand called CC. If you want to check it out, they tie at the waist, they're linen materials. They can be dressed up or dressed down and they are bright, bright, bright red. And every time I wear them, I just feel awesome. And there have actually been studies that show if you wear red to an interview, for example, that your chances of getting the job are higher or performing better or higher. Red just evokes confidence. And you should Google that because those study on wearing red to job interviews is actually really interesting. So in short, my fave this week is wearing red. So get the red pants, get the red shoes, put on the red lipstick, whatever you want, but red will make you feel like you can conquer the world. So that is my Friday favorite, a little bit more abstract than usual, but yes, wear some red today. And thank you so much for listening today. If anything in this episode resonated with you or any of our previous episodes, please leave Working Girl Talk a five-star review. It takes just a couple of seconds and it really helps the show reach more people, which is exactly what I want. I want to help all of you in your workplace needs. And I just want to say thank you again. Have a happy Friday. I will talk to you next week. 